0: Hey, what's up? David Scales here. Just a quick note before we get into today's show. Chaz and I recorded this episode over the course of the weekend. And on Monday, the WSL released the World Championship Tour schedule for 2018. It comes up in this conversation, and we are clueless about that schedule. So, um, We're obviously clueless about a lot of things, but in reference to the World Tour schedule, we did not have the information that they then released 48 hours later. So uh, just kind of a timeline reference point, that is it. Congratulations as well to Felipe Toledo for winning the Hawaii Pro at Haleiwa. Without further ado, enjoy today's show. All right, Chaz, welcome back to the Grits for kind of the end of November, right before Thanksgiving. It's crazy. It's 2017.
1: It's whole year has gone so fast. It's crazy, dude. What's happening? You know, just living the dream. Are you? Um, yeah, I think I am. How's your arm doing? It's not too well, but that's okay. I, I started swimming laps the other day. Oh, did you? Uh, I went for the first time, and it I I felt it rolling out, but I could roll it back in as I was swimming. And I was thinking, okay, this has got to be good. But afterwards I got out and it was just like the severe ache. And then I wondered, I wonder if there's any doctors out there who listen. Because I wondered, oh, is is what happened? Is all I did was just stretch my tendons back out? Was that what I was doing when I was thinking I was doing some good exercises? Right. So, yeah, I have no idea.
0: Uh, but, how's that hot hot knife, CBD, vaping?
1: T- I is will, that helping you out? I will tell you what, and this is totally going to sound like a bad rhetorical, but I have not popped one. Ibuprofen, one Tylenol, one anything like when it aches, I'll suck on the CBD pin and it almost, yeah, it just, it fuzzes it out. It's nice. Really? Yeah. No
0: negative side effect. Zero. I mean, yeah. for the
1: CBD, zero. Yeah. Awesome. Yep.
0: Uh, well, glad to be back. It's been a couple of
1: weeks. We are here at album surf in San Clemente. It's a beautiful, beautiful office. One of the, again, I think I said it last time, one of the finest board showrooms this side of what's another good, board showroom that's a good question you've, you've seen more than me i, I think. think this is the best i mean period, It's it's gotta, none. it's gotta be right hayden shapes
0: looks pretty rad when I, i've never been in there but i've seen photos of it but it's um, super mod aren't they shuttering?
1: i thought they were shuttering the I store know.
0: i did not know that
1: i don't know that either okay. but <laughs> <laughs> uh, well
0: maybe. nevertheless album surf is uh why you were dropping off a couple of boards right i was what are, what's your feedback on those
1: oh fantastic i mean again i Will not surf a traditional board from here on out the rest of my life, I think.
0: Were both of them asymmetricals? Both. That's all I write now.
1: It's the only thing I've ridden is asymmetrical for the last three months.
0: And I turned you on to them, dude.
1: Yeah, that was it. We
0: had, I mean, you know, like, um, it's very rare that you see somebody like fall in love for the first time. They're like eyes meet across the room. Movies try to document it, but in real life, you don't see it very often. We witnessed that happening. On this show, on The Grit. I should track, I don't know which episode number it was, but listeners who have been with us for this whole ride listened to it happening on the air.
1: I fell in love on air with asymmetrical surfboards.
0: Really remarkable. We caught a piece of magic, basically. It's it's really true.
1: It's really true. I will, I I have to say, I'll probably go back and throw in a mayhem every once in a while. But I I mean, Matt Biolas, a a Matt Biolas puddle jumper is a fine, fine board. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's cool asymmetricals to the grave.
0: The other thing is, uh, Matt Parker album. So generous with the loaner program. I don't think it's that way probably for like a random customer or maybe it is, I don't know his policy, but for you and I, he's unbelievably generous.
1: I mean, it's ridiculous. That's the thing is I've gotten to try out now. I think four different crazy types of asymmetrical boards, yeah. like different length, no shape. With volume, all of it, and really gotten to explore explore my inner asymmetrical.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I um got a new board from him, and then before I picked it up, he was like, "Oh, and these other two are coming out of the factory that are like similar volume, but slightly different outline, slightly different shape. So you can take those if you want to." Fantastic. And I was like, "Dude!" Like yeah. at first, I was like, "Absolutely, I'll take as many boards as you will give me." And then I thought about it, and I texted him back, and I was like, "Dude, honestly." It'll fall on deaf ears i can't ride that many surfboards and um i feel like you'd be better off just selling those you know give me the one that one i will have a really kind of intimate relationship with for a month or two before i even need to layer in another experience you know
1: to me like it really points to the i think the wonderful relationship that if, if people out there don't have a shaper yeah, I think you okay. should really get a shaper because like I reckon that, you know, if you buy a board and really are interested in a specific, you know, shaper what he does, what he's doing, I would imagine that the, I mean, I don't know if they're all as wonderfully generous and kind as Matt Parker, but I would imagine that 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 that's out there for everybody.
0: I agree. And in fact, it. It's not any cheaper to just go buy a board off the rack. No. You know, so it's kinda like if you have access to a shaper, I guess some surfers live in areas where maybe there isn't a big shaping community. Sure. There's gotta be a shaper, I would think, almost anywhere that there's waves though.
1: But I think even if you even if say you, you know, you love lost boards, like I mean, Biolis is around the world all the time doing shaper events where you can go talk to him and and get him to shape something for you or or, you know, get somebody from from loss to shape something for you where i just think having you know i I mean that's the crazy thing about surf i think even the biggest shapers uh you can still have a relationship with if you want i mean if you're motivated and you're yeah
0: well the funny thing is with matt um i learned something from him like as a shaper obviously he has expertise that i don't have but i also feel like as a surfer i have So much experience surfing that I can't really communicate to the shaper. So I need to kind of be the expert, tell them what my needs are, and then let them kind of play off that. He actually imposed his expertise over mine in this experience, and it was beneficial because the board that he gave me that I rode was actually smaller and less volume than I would have ordered for myself.
1: That's what you needed.
0: But it's what I needed.
1: Yeah, he and knew And so,
0: it. he totally knew. And so, basically, I haven't ridden a high-performance shortboard in probably years. Yeah, And that's what I got from him. And then the waves were good two weeks ago. It was like head high um, over the course of like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I think it was when you were injured, actually. Mm. So, you didn't surf. Yeah, but I, didn't. Um, I was depressed. It was like head high, really good waves through the course of four or five days. And I rode a high-performance shortboard in those waves, and it worked better than anything that I've been used to riding. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I actually still can surf decently. I for, I, You know, my expectations for myself, as we've discussed, have gone down to intermediate yeah. or lower than intermediate. And then when I surfed a good board in good waves, I was like, you
1: did, uh, you did well. I could do okay. Yeah.
0: You know? And if it wasn't for Matt encouraging me to ride that slightly smaller board, I would have defaulted to uh thicker volume and then not been able to really like rip it in yeah. those waves and i still would have been had happy but this actually made me feel like i could actually that surf. you're ripping that you yeah, like that I there was,
1: was that there was progression exactly Oof. exactly well when i get back in the water i'm gonna find my progression again
0: good um bef- i have more i want to talk about alternative boards because i know you mentioned um stab magazine posting a bunch of longboard videos lately. So there's more to get into with that. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, I have one other thing I want to pass off to you. Surf Splendor tote bag for you to do all your grocery shopping with.
1: I love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Reusable grocery bag. You know, I got to say, too, you're not really a radio star until you offer a tote bag. Right. I feel, yeah, NPR yeah from the Nina Totenberg did yep. you ever get that one no I, wish I had love that it one. though
0: Nina Totenberg made a Nina Totenberg
1: exactly they were offering it I think NPR was offering it as their like you know call in or give money donation yeah. thing where you got a Nina Totenberg as part of your donation that is amazing fantastic so if you could think of a nifty name like the I will David Lee scales something think, sack yeah David Lee sack oh what nice nice <laughs> It's nice. Especially Nobody if you wants made that, it, especially if you made it ball shaped.
0: <laughs> so there's a couple of gifts inside. Why don't you go ahead? Those came from listeners.
1: Oh, fantastic! Okay, I have Surf Glue in here. Surf yep. Glue cures instantly. Ding repair kit. Is this all true? This one says no sun needed. polyepoxy non toxic. How can all those things be true?
0: I have no idea. We're gonna find out though. I okay. haven't used. He gave um, me a uh, set too, and I haven't used it either.
1: Okay, I <clears> have <throat> a I have a board that's dinged at home. Okay, cool. Yeah. So what do you do you, when you ding a board? I'll tell you what I traditionally do first, is I jam wax in there. Yep. Uh, it feels like it's probably the worst thing to do to it. For sure it is. Okay. Why do we do that? Because we think that's going to stop the water?
0: Well, you and I are lazy. Yeah. We just had a long conversation before the mics went on about never going to the doctor and doing preventive, preventative maintenance. Yep. That's why we rub wax in it.
1: And does it work? No. Does it keep the water out?
0: Okay. It probably it's not water tight, but it probably keeps, I would think, of the vast majority
1: of the water. The problem is, though, is as I'm doing it, what I realize I'm doing is just, it's like, I guess it's like sticking dirt in a cut, right? Where it stops the bleeding, but you're getting a bunch of bacteria and dirt in there
0: i'm not worried about bacteria getting in the board so
1: much I'm not but worried I, about that but it's just you're dirtying up the zone where if you're going to clean if you're exactly. going to officially repair it you, yeah. it needs to be clean right exactly. and all you're doing is yeah. making it permanently dirty
0: and i think you also run the risk of the damage
1: getting worse if yeah. you're just
0: rubbing wax in there it'll the the crack or whatever the dangle spread probably
1: do you how do you feel when you ding a board
0: Ah, uh, not that bad
1: yeah it's kind of a badge of honor see the the bummer i feel I claim I'm one of the people. I really try to be one of the people, but the amount of boards that we have access to, and again, I don't. this is really rude to rub it in to the, to the poor listener. Yeah. But these days I ding it and I just... ha
0: <laughs> You don't even care.
1: I just care zero. Really? Yeah. But do you ding it in the
0: water or
1: on uh, land? Th- uh, oh, by both. Okay. I, <laughs> I, uh, I ran into a body boarder uh, not that long ago okay. out at, um, or I guess my board ran into his board and I don't know how the bodyboard dinged my board. It put yeah. like a hole in the bottom somehow. Really? Yeah. Huh. Maybe it wasn't a bodyboarder. Maybe it was, yeah, I mean, maybe it was a, a little dolphin or, something. or his elbow or yeah. something. Might've been.
0: Yeah. Well, so if I ding it in the water, I don't feel bad about it. And it yep. is like, I don't know. Like I said, a badge of honor almost, but if I like drop it oh, yeah, on that's land that's that uncool. I'm super bummed. I about. get, and I have done
1: that. I don't care as much about, dro- I mean, dropping is a bummer, but when I, turn a corner and whack the corner yeah. with the board, then I feel extra bad because not only did I hurt the board, it just shows how stup- stupid I am in totally. terms of spatial awareness. Which you almost
0: not- dinged a board downstairs. I did. Yeah.
1: Did you see that? I did see yeah. that. It was pretty minor, but yeah. I saw it.
0: Um, well, so... That ding repair kit that you got. So this is just a listener. This is not a paid advertisement. But he's like, hey, I'm making this super like simple-to-use, user-friendly ding repair kit. I'll send you guys some. So Surf Glue is the name. We'll give it a try and I'll, see how it, it goes. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. The reality is I hate doing like prep work, like sanding it down and this, then doing it right. This and then, doesn't look
1: like there's any prep, right? It looks pretty simple. Yeah. So kay. we'll give it a go.
0: Sweet. And then the other thing, there's another part of that same gift in the bag that goes side-by-side.
1: Uh, we have here um, active octave 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 uh, organic cocoa face sunscreen organic vanilla face sunscreen yeah. Ooh, la, la, so the flavor. the cocoa
0: one is tinted like skin color and then the vanilla is just white is
1: it are they using oh yeah very nice. very subtle aroma uh, but it's totally true it's subtle uh, chocolate and vanilla yeah I like it. And I'm, I'm
0: not I'm really not down for scented products at all, but I gotta say that cocoa uh face stick, when I'm out in the water, you still get a little whiff of cocoa and, you and feel it's good. delightful, dude. Do you
1: use do you use the tint? You feel you're a tan enough man to use the tint? Yeah.
0: The tint actually matches my skin perfectly. Oh,
1: because the white is just what white and seals.
0: Yeah, it's just sunblock colored, you know. Well, that's fun. So, yeah,
1: Octave. New. Was, I, I don't know fun, anything dude.
0: about the company other than I think they're based in the South Bay and they sent us product. So, I figured I've been using it and I'm a fan. So,
1: I'm very fine. I'm not excited. a paid ad. Well, but Thank you. Thank you. And my David Lee Sack.
0: Yeah, between uh, album and all these fan gifts, dude. Wow. Living it up, man. Ooh,
1: living off the fat of the land. Yeah. Okay, dude. So, um,. Some beach
0: grit stuff to get into some themes that have emerged since our last show. Yeah. Um, there's some race relations stuff that we need to discuss Both between fantastic. Hawaii surfers. And I then of course it. the WSL hiring. I'm ready for the middle one. class white kid to do their job.
1: I'm ready for this one.
0: Uh, alternative boards. We need to discuss, um, fan feedback. We're going to talk about sex and surfing. We're going to talk Great. about barrel or not nah segment. Great. So one thing I had a question of, um, Morgan Mawson released he releases a video maybe once a year maybe every Mm. 18 months and Mm -hmm. I think he's phenomenal Mm. like I think he's a phenomenal like still image photographer but then he also shoots video and he just released an edit called jungle did you watch it do you like Morgan like what are your thoughts
1: I watched some of it Mm -hmm. and yeah I like Morgan Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Morgan and I yeah I like Morgan
0: I remember when you guys launched Beach Grit. Yep. I feel like it was uh, advertised as Derek Riley, Chas Smith, and Morgan Mossen. You're
1: exactly right.
0: It was right. Yep. Okay. What happened?
1: Uh, we'll see. That's why so I have a little complex relationship with Morgan. Break uh, it down, dude. Yeah, M- Morgan. We launched. Um, we launched it at my dining room table mm-hmm. in Cardiff by the Sea. Derek was over, and so Derek and I pressed the go live button. Uh, And then I remember sending a text to Morgan saying, you know, Derek Morgan and I had met a few times before to discuss everything. And, you know, yeah, so it was going to be me and Derek's words. Morgan was going to be both film and photo, his photo archive uh, and take new photos for us and, you know,
0: provide all the visuals,
1: uh, provide all the visuals. And Morgan had or claimed to have had great access to Dane Reynolds and Kelly Slater. So it was going to be a real easy, you know, entree into there. So we went live. Uh, I remember texting Morgan, Hey, we're live, kick it through your Facebook and your, you know, at that, at that point, Morgan's socials were, I mean, I think they still probably are like huge compared to, I mean, Derek and I had nothing social. We had no nothing. And, you know, I was expecting a lot of our initial traffic kick to come from Morgan. So I remember, you know, me and Derek excited it's live now or drinking booze at the table and, and then next day i looked on facebook morgan hadn't done anything next day nothing and then i called him and he, he just dodged my calls for like hmm. a week uh and then i finally i don't think i we ever talked he uh he just went totally dark disappeared weird that was it and huh. so uh i talked to him it was maybe a year ago now Uh, I finally he had shot some stuff for us he had had shot video for us like he was going to do the I think he had shot two different things he had uh, two different segments prior to launching prior to to launching and nothing no we hadn't gotten back you know Derek and I peppered him for can can we at least get the edits you know nothing quiet 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 then a year about a year ago I finally talked to him again and yeah lit into him screamed at him for a good did you really oh yeah for a good 30 minutes I feel bad about it now but yeah I told him how did
0: he respond to that
1: uh kind of meekly but yeah i, I mean i was barking like L- you're gonna be looking over your shoulder the rest of your life because i'm gonna be there at some point i'm gonna punch you in the face you're yeah. that angry about i it. was furious i mean he based, really? he almost deep six that was the plan right we had a plan we had visuals yeah uh we had film we had me and derek and morgan morgan Mawson almost single-handedly uh sunk the entire thing just by wow. pulling out and not saying anything if you would have said something yeah if you would have said i'm not comfortable like you know, when I talked to him a year ago, he claimed that he was not comfortable with the direction that we had gone. Mm-hmm. We had just launched; there was no direction at the start, right yet. Uh, he knew me and Derek. We had already talked about it was beach grade. it was ultra hard, surf candy, etc. I don't know what in the world he was expecting it was going to be. Right. I think he just pushed out, and then, uh, and so I've always like, I think Morgan's super talented. I wish him all the best. Now, I've yeah. I've had I've had plenty of time to cool down sure. and all that um but it was really a, it was a real gutless move to just to dis- to go dark like i think he thought it was probably going to hurt his relationships maybe reading between the lines with yeah like he he's just he was just a fucking pussy there's no other way to say it
0: uh well he's if you look at the direction his career has gone since then it makes sense i guess sure you need to obviously in business relationships or just personal relationships communicate and be open and so i'm sure you still would have been upset because you guys had a plan in place that if he pulled the plug you still would have been upset but Communicating would have probably solved some of the. Yeah, issues. And, I, and
1: I would have I, like I mean I don't know why he didn't pull the plug even in the discussion stage like yeah he, again right. I mean Derek and I said this is this is what it is right this mm-hmm. it's called beach crit and it's me and Derek I mean I think that's if yeah. you know anything you that's all you need to know about the tone and the direction that the thing would take yeah and so to pretend to be surprised that it was that it was you know tawdry or gossipy or whatever he pretended to be surprised about years later when I finally talked to him yeah uh, and again I. It made me very, very, very angry for, yeah. for, for a long time. Apparently. But, yeah, I was real mad. I was my, him down.
0: my only interactions with Morgan have been nothing but positive. I interviewed him really in the early stages of doing Surf Splendor. I, it might have been like episode three or something. Yep. It was like half Morgan Moss and, and then the other half of the episode was Aaron Chang. Mm-hmm. That episode's called The Art and Business of Surf Photography. Um, and I had nothing but positive experiences about with him. But what's been interesting to me is surf photographers have almost more successfully transitioned into like high earning than any other uh, figures or job title in surfing other than pro surfers. I mean, I
1: mean, I think they because surf photographers, Morgan very much included, have an actual skill, right? I think I think being able to capture I mean, not just a photographic skill, but like, you know, I think Morgan takes beautiful images and I think Morgan shoots, you know, beautiful film. That's why we wanted him to. You know all those all those years ago, but uh, I think shooting surf is a real hard thing to do. And if you can, I feel if you can shoot surf, then you can almost shoot anything. Agreed.
0: And if you're shooting surf, which is spontaneous, and then you're given a job by Apple to go shoot product in a controlled environment in a studio. Yep. It's it's super easy. It's a slam dunk.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Um. So, I think. Like, you look at Chris Burkhardt as an example, where it's almost like once you get the opportunity to make that transition and just shoot landscape or something, not only is it easier, but those jobs are also higher-powered.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think also...
0: Morgan Mawson is to Stephanie Gilmore what Quentin Tarantino is to Uma Thurman. Yeah, that's you know, it's it's like totally. He's so in love. And yeah. of course, I am too. Like sure. we're all in love with Stephanie, but it like oozes.
1: He's, he's really in love with Steph. That's the the time. He got mad at Derek at some point early on in Beach Grit uh, and had texted Derek or something. Some I think Derek said something about Morgan being in love with... Uh, you know, a year after we launched something. Yeah. Morgan Morgan being in love with Stafford something. It was something crasser, I'm sure, than that, in in Derek Riley form. And Morgan sent him like a a nasty, terse little email.
0: Does Morgan not know that it's very apparent?
1: Uh it was it must have been more Derek must have been more coarse okay, in what he, he said. I can't it. remember what it was, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is apparent. So
0: it, but it, again, we all are in love. So yeah, it's all good, dude. I'm not yeah. like shaming him for it at all, but it's sure. like, yeah, it is very,
1: very in love with yeah. Steph Gilmore. Yeah, very, very in love with her.
0: Very, um, in regard to, uh, relationships in the surf industry, are you jealous at all that stab magazine has ads on their site from former?
1: Oh, no. Really? Because I, I guarantee 100% former is not paying Stab a dime for, for those ads. You don't think so? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sure they're giving Stab an uh, exclusive edit or something like that.
0: Okay. I saw the ads and I was like, oh, I'm actually surprised, number one, that former's advertising. Sure.
1: I could like, be wrong. They could, I, they could be paying a little bit, but there's no way they're paying anything that's even remotely close to sub- substantial.
0: See, I thought... When former launched, it's like core, and I felt like it's super cool. yeah, too cool for me or my demographic or whatever. So I was it, I've been interested to see how they've actually executed their marketing. Sure. I get emails from them every single day because you bought something, right? No. Oh, I signed up. Uh, I RSVP'd to go to like a film premiere okay. in LA when they were going to launch some edit. I never ended up going, but I did give them my email address in that.
1: And boom! And since
0: then, get emails every single day from them.
1: Do you click on the emails? No, I've never once. You've never, so they're not they're not grabbing your attention. No,
0: I and again, I'm not even going to buy any product from them, so like there would be no need. Maybe I should click just to see what it looks like. Sure. But I've just been more interested to see how aggressive the marketing is.
1: I mean, they, at some point, I think. You know, it can be a it can be a vanity project, but I think there's a lot of money sunk into it. From I mean, I think Danes put a lot of his own skin into that game, and so at some point, I would imagine you'd have to respect or expect a, a return and treat it like a real business.
0: Yeah, but the way that they've treated their businesses thus far is to be reclusive cool. yeah. and make everybody else kind of, or they they've had like a perceived low supply to create this kind of demand, demand for it in yeah. the market. And uh, their whole sales approach and marketing approach for former, I think, since then has been kind of the opposite, Well, which is one of desperation, it seems. You I, know?
1: I mean, I wonder at some point, though, if just if you think that, oh, of course, everybody knows Dane Reynolds, and of course, everybody knows Craig Anderson, and you know, therefore, of course, everyone will know the brand. It's really, 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 in my experience, hard to penetrate, even in worlds that you think that, oh, I've got a handle here. Like people just don't know like i still i mean it's as silly as it sounds you know when i run into to surfers who don't know beach grit i always think you know like ah it 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 doesn't hurt as much at first i i used to think where have you been wherever beach grit is everywhere but then i realized that no we're not we're we're small and it's kind of yeah we're small and the best thing we can do is keep pushing out. And so I wonder if former feels that too, at some level, like yeah. we can be, we can be cool all we want, but if we want people to actually buy stuff, we, yeah, ha- we, have, to, the head with we have to make them know that it's here.
0: Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, it goes back to the conversation that we've had on the show as well, which is like, I think you can just keep like this small niche, run a tight business yeah. to a small number, a thousand people or whatever the number is. You don't really need to touch every surfer in the world, no. depending on what you're selling. No, if
1: you're, if, I mean, if you've got a core, yeah. a, a certain number of core followers and you keep your overhead down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the future to me. Micro engagement.
0: Yeah. Well, so you, um, like I said, you did mention Stab's been posting a lot of longboard videos lately. Yep. Um, you said it, I'm wondering, was there any um, negative sentiment in that, in that, like, hey, longboarding isn't cool? Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. 100%. Tell me. Break it down. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think STAB is always, has always positioned itself as high-performance surfing, right? right. I mean, that's what it is. And I, I know there is such thing as high-performance longboarding as well.
0: Which is the worst type of longboarding. Oh,
1: my goodness. And maybe the
0: worst type of surfing altogether.
1: I would... Uh... I'm going to oh, I was going to go on record and say I would prefer to watch supping than uh high performance longboarding and I yeah, I'm going to go on record and say I would if it was between riding as me personally riding a sup and riding a high performance longboard I would go ride a sup and just like be done with my paddle and stuff.
0: I agree with you. If you gave me like a limited number of boards I could put in my quiver, yep. The sup would find its way in before the high
1: performance. Like a a real potato chippy thing. Thinly glassed, nine-footer. Exactly. And they're hideous.
0: Exactly. Because, and there would, before the SUP would come like a traditional log that I could ride on a two-foot day, sure. of course. yeah. But the stand-up paddle, I would take out into the harbor. Yeah. I don't know that I would even like take it in the ocean to catch waves on, but like it would serve a purpose in my quiver for maintaining. Something. Athleticism, guess. exercise, guess. or something.
1: I don't want anything to do with either of them, but if I had, if somebody had a gun to my head and I had to choose a SUP or a high-performance longboard. Yeah. Board, yeah.
0: I, well, so I saw a video of Ian Cairns in Kelly's Wave Pool
1: on a log, on a stand-up paddle. Oh, nice. Of course, on a I think paddle. I, I think he doesn't surf anymore. I think it's right. some it's some neck or back thing, right? Which I understand. Like, yeah. cool. He's all about stand-up paddling. I don't think, but I think I mean, I think he is, but I think it's also a medical. Sure. It's like that's what he has to do.
0: I'll tell you what, though, that footage. In the wave pool, it was the worst board choice I've ever seen in the wave
1: pool. Oh, I, w- I would imagine it'd be so hard to keep up with the thing.
0: Dude, it was terrible. Yeah. It was like, it. it he was just going up and down, up. It almost looked boring yeah. to a certain point. Like, I don't know that he was even having fun. And then when he would make adjustments, he was unsure of the... What the board was going to do and how to react, and then once it hit the inside section where the wave barreled, he completely pearled on it, Ooh. which again, not even his fault. It's just way too much foam for that style of wave. Uh, yeah. It was just the wrong choice. D-
1: do you think that any anybody could ride a longer board there? I mean, from what you've seen,
0: I saw Wingnut get barreled on a long board there okay. in like the one of the very first videos that came out. Okay.
1: Oh yeah, I remember that one too. Yeah. He looked at, Wingnut looked good. On yeah. It. I mean, he was surfing it okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. But again, I think right board for the right conditions and those boards are the wrong boards for For, those conditions
1: for those conditions for sure you're you're exactly right
0: so when i talked to ashton on this show or on um uh, wax on for surf splendor uh he did talk i asked him that i'm like dude coming from a longboard background are you going to be transitioning some of the content focus and he said yes of
1: course he for sure he loves he loves longboarding yeah good on him but uh, man i don't know how that I haven't looked at the comments on those videos or seen how it's yeah. how it's playing over there. I would imagine it would play poorly. I don't think it's. I mean, in my, I totally appreciate uh, what longboarding is. Like you know, at Malibu and Brothers Marshall and the guys who do it. Like I love. It's fun to watch. You know those guys, people who are good at that kind of longboarding, do it. But I don't think Stab is the is the venue. To, to showcase that, and I don't know how he's going to merge those worlds because they do seem like different worlds.
0: They are different worlds. As a business, is there any potential? Uh, I don't know. Money they're leaving on the table by not catering to that demo.
1: Sure, just like the inertia, and so that's great, right? The inertia <laughs> you can take in mountain and river and all this stuff, and the I guess the the wider you you shoot uh, or the wider you aim, you know, the possibility for more is there. Yes, yeah. but again, to me. Uh, If you're not, if you're alienating your core, your core person, then, you know, to what end? Like if you lose, yeah, if you lose your core and to me, longboarding has never been the DNA of stab. It's like the exact opposite thing. Like stab is always about, or has always been about the thing that's happening today, like in terms of progressive, progressive, progressive surfing Mm -hmm. and longboarding is not that.
0: Well, so I guess... your example makes sense with snow and certain other aspects because there's money to be made in sure. snow and mountain or whatever. Is there money to be made in longboarding? Is my question like, are there longboard brands that will actually buy advertise? Why doesn't longboard magazine exist anymore? Exactly. Why don't any longboard anything's exist
1: anymore? I don't think there's. I mean, I think it's a really, really small core business where yeah. I think that Shapers do well. Or I don't know if they do well, but you know, I mean, you see longboarding. And there's places for longboarding, but it just feels like that, right? Like yeah. it's it's at specific spots. Yeah, like like Cardiff. Reef. I'm sure if you threw a longboard shop down in Cardiff, you know, and was like a, I mean, there is there's a Bing down there, right? Yeah, and I bet Bing does really well. Totally. Like I bet it's got a it's an awesome iconic brand. The shop looks good. The you know, and, and it would work perfect in that small community. But I bet I don't think that longboarding can exist uh, writ large. Or. It exists as a
0: surfing activity, but does it exist in the surf media landscape yeah, no. anywhere successfully? No, I just is I, Bing going to buy advertising on Stab?
1: No, I no, don't. And, and I and I think if Bing did buy advertising on Stab, that both Bing and Stab would get lots of rocks thrown on, right. thrown at them. Well, because
0: magic. it's divergent from their core
1: model it or their original model. Totally for on both sides.
0: I think like the idea of transitioning the business model. There's ways to do it successfully, but you have to have a target in sight. You know, I mean, to
1: to me, it would be more successful if Ash, you know, Ashton does love longboarding. Would be to start another channel on oh, stab okay. that that never touches stab, right? Where it's stab longboarding, and then Ashton can can do whatever he wants with all that, uh, and then you would you would have you know however many hundred people yeah. look, looking at that content, right? But then then you don't you know enrage your your core true your core person.
0: Yeah. So I guess longboarding is a bit. I don't know. It's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum from high-performance shortboarding. But I do think that there's room for alternative craft somewhere. Like, if you watch on... I mean, I, Instagram is the only platform that I could think of having seen it. But, like, Torin Martin, sure, who I've seen a lot of in the last year or so, riding twin fins and, like, longer... Twin Fins at Jay Bay. Some of that footage is the most interesting footage that I've seen. I actually prefer watching that to watching Gabriel Medina doing
1: another. Totally. Movie. Well, that's, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm on asymmetrical boards now. Like that's I'm, exactly I'm not right. a, yeah, I'm yeah. not a one. I'm not the high performance, you know, guy yeah. at all by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and I think all that room, I think, you know, from high performance to interesting twin fins to this kind of thing, to, to even what Ryan Birch does, right. At some totally. level, um, is totally fine. And that can exist next to high performance surfing. I think though, when your board gets above eight feet, Devin Howard, uh, <laughs> I
0: think his is like seven,
1: six. So oh, he's okay. A- Devin, you're good. Good the job. Egg Devin. Is, the egg is anyways. <laughs> good job, Devin. Um, but I think when you get above a certain size, it's just a different thing, right? Yeah. It's a, like just a pure purely based on length mm-hmm. this is this is a different thing
0: i saw i was walking past a surf shop the other day and i saw a logo on an advertisement that i couldn't figure out what it was and when i dug in it was Rourke revival oh, yeah, yeah. And then I realized that is the logo that's on the nose of Parker Coffins boards in Hawaii right now. Is
1: Parker sponsored by Rourke? I think he is. That's a banger. That's a banger story. That's going to go up on Beach Crit later today. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. And
0: dig in, like look into it first. But again, it was like... I'll call...
1: You said Parker or Connor? Parker. Parker, okay.
0: Connor's on Rip Curl now.
1: I thought that. Okay. Parker, it's funny. Back in the... When I was doing Welcome to Paradise, Kai Borg himself, Kai Garcia, couldn't speak more highly of... Parker, really? Yeah, he said Parker was like just the greatest, and ethic. they were they were on Volcom at that time together. Par- Parker, right? was, yeah, Parker, yeah, Parker, yeah, both of them were on Volcom. Yeah, and he was just like Parker, yeah. He couldn't say enough about his work work ethic and yeah. you know his just how he went out and fearlessly charged and all of it. So, yeah.
0: Well, it's interesting. I I haven't seen Rourke sponsor anybody like on that level of like high performance chasing a world tour, and I don't know if Parker even is anymore yeah, on the QS, maybe but. He's not.
1: That's, that's I, but he's, interesting. He's there
0: doing the triple crown anyway.
1: I think they, I think they really love Hawaii, the the coffins, or at least Parker. Yeah, I think he really genuinely, which I think is why Borg liked him. Yeah, because he really has sad. Hawaii in the in the veins.
0: Well, let's use that to transition into Hawaii, dude.
1: Mm, um, yeah. This is fun. Lots going on in Hawaii. I I know you have opinions. And I listened for the first time in my life. Listen to what? I listened to you and Scott Bass. Oh, you did? uh, Talk about Hawaii. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I have have notes.
0: Okay, well, let me tee up that conversation in case other listeners um, didn't listen. Basically, the Dahui, I think Scott mentioned that it was Kalai Alexander that posted this Instagram, which he did, but it originally was posted by Dahui. And they were basically... um, complaining that the WSL doesn't leave enough spaces for Hawaiian surfers to surf in those Hawaii events, the Triple Crown and the Pipe Masters. Quote, like I said before, we need to come up with a better system than the one that the WSL already has. A lot of very good surfers get left out of the Triple Crown every year because they don't have the money or sponsors to travel the world to get points. This is the only place in the world where this happens to this degree. There are way more surfers now than there were 20 or 30 years ago, and everyone deserves a chance and, tra- uh, and traveling is only getting more expensive every day. We will be meeting to discuss the limitations of the w- the limitations the WSL is putting on local big wave riders being pushed aside to foreign surfers in their own breaks here in Hawaii end quote.
1: Mm, love it.
0: So I took the stance with Scott, where I was like, dude, they don't deserve any special accommodation. Nobody deserves special accommodation. These are the rules. Everybody plays by the same rules. All right. What are your thoughts?
1: Oh, I see, I completely disagree. Okay. Uh, not on the, um, God bless Dahui, but like the fact that they're native born and all that stuff, obviously, I don't care about that. But what I've always loved about the pipe season is it feels like you have, okay, so the whole tour... You know, it starts in, Ho- or has started in, Ho- or in Australia and ends in Hawaii. By the time it's the end, there's, you know, people's careers are in the balance and stuff. They're hanging, you know, the bottom seat of guys might fall off. They don't do good. And the top seat of guys, you know, whatever. There's a lot of, there's a lot of turmoil. Mm-hmm. And the best part ever to me was when you threw back in the day, a couple of years ago, when you threw 15, you know, pipe specialists or Hawaiian surfers or whatever, you know, 15 Hawaiian wild cards into that stew it was just great viewing right like watching yeah. i mean when i was in hawaii watching uh you know people walk around like the the surfers on tour like below the you know whatever 15 or what's the cutoff 20 these uh, days
0: on the qs or on the or, on the ct yeah 22 yeah so
1: so people on the bubble the surfers on the bubble walking around with terror in their eyes right. as they as they went and saw their heat heat draw and we're going going up against you know one of these one of these hawaiian guys and like when i wrote welcome paradise um i I just read over the chapter because i I think i just posted it on on, uh beach Crit. but like the amount of hawaiians it's like bruce irons it just you just go down the list of all these hawaiian guys and as a viewer that's what i want to see i want to see surf surfing as a blood sport and i want uh as a just for pure fun for them to just throw these Hawaiian wildcards in at the end, I think that makes a better show. And I've crunched the numbers, even. Oh wow! If you if you can believe it, I didn't really. But I was I gonna
0: say you're more prepared now no, than you've ever.
1: I, I totally am. I, I looked over the numbers. Hawaiian wildcards don't do any better traditionally than wild cards at any other break right so then the brazilian wild cards or the portuguese or the french or whoever at any break they you know some have done way better like the hawaiian wild cards have gone on and won the pipe masters before i think jamie o'brien was a wild card when he won i think that's happened probably more than anywhere else um so it's not necessarily about the fact that they surf the wave better uh, though I think they can. And I think they y- there's a lot to go into professional surfing, right? I mm-hmm. mean, there's heat strategy. There's It's not just about riding the wave good. It's all the other stuff too. Um, but I just love the turmoil that having 15 Hawaiian wildcards bring to the pipe event. I think it makes it unique. I think it makes it fun. And I think that uh, your argument with Scott, if, if I can be so bold, was that... Please. Uh, the WSL is an international event. And so let's, you know, we have to abide by these international rules. Yeah. You know, you Hawaiians can have your own whole event if you want, right? Like mm-hmm. you can do whatever you do. It's the, the doing. Yeah, it's the backdoor yeah. shootout. Um, and that's all fine. I, I agree with that. But to me, to Hawaii already is special in surfing. Uh, you don't have to apply that rule to everybody else. Just claim it. This is why this is what we're doing. And we have. Twenty wild cards in here. Twenty Hawaiian wild cards. And if you don't like it, WSL surfers, you guys can kick rocks.
0: It doesn't it seem that that's the pivot that the WSL is making with mm-hmm. this new tour model?
1: Mm, uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, that that telling. I mean, what is the new tour? Oh, by starting with Hawaii.
0: By starting with Hawaii, there's less pressure on that event, and then the of uh, the year ends in Indonesia.
1: One hundred percent. And I think that's I think that's a huge mistake for the WSL. Do you really? Oh, a massive mistake. If you
0: as a business are being held, you know, to a different, like, le- basically held, uh, not captive, but to a different standard by the Hawaii surf community, because you want to end your event there, isn't that a liability as a business?
1: No, because if, if it was a worse show, I would say yes. But I would argue that putting 15 or 20 or yeah. 50 Hawaiian wildcards in that event makes it a better show, right? When you have, people want to see Bruce Irons. They want to see Keikoa. Bacalso?
0: yeah, so good job, nice
1: one. Yeah, they <laughs> do want, they want to see him? I don't know. I, I want to I see did. him at Eva. Yeah, totally. Not a, not a back,
0: maybe a backdoor Holly Sure,
1: him. exactly. Like, oh, you want? I think it's a, it's just a better show to have these surfers in the draw. And if it's true that they are uh, no more successful, then they're not actually like tipping the scale somehow, right? That right. the that the WSL surfer who is been training all year in heat strategy knows, okay, priority rules, all that stuff. You know they have a huge advantage already, um, but I, I just loved watching that fear in the eyes and of the of the WSL competitors, knowing that they're coming up against some pipe legend, right? Yeah. Like I remember when Dan, Dane begged for Jamie to go uh, easy on him. Remember that at surf. Dane Bowl.
0: Reynolds. Dane
1: Reynolds got on stage, was surfing uh, his at the surf pool, surfing his heat against Jamie O'Brien the next day, and said, "Jamie, please go easy on me." That's so funny. Uh, yeah, and it was, and that's a good show, right? And, yeah, yeah. And Jamie totally dismantled him. Which yeah, was awesome.
0: So I'm with you in theory, but if that is, and I agree with you, actually, it does make for a way better show, but it would also make for a better show in Brazil. Mm. It would also make for a better show at Snapper.
1: Uh, You have a point. Not so Brazil. I don't care about any Brazilian surfers you, except for you don't, the ones but on I, tour.
0: You don't, but I guarantee you if you threw Victor Bernardo or some dude sure. okay, into totally. the CT event... I agree. Chloe and Dino's freaked out at that event.
1: I agree you know? with you. I agree that it should be Joe's versus pros should be basically the new the new tour model or or a component of the tour, mo- tour model. So you're committing to Joe's versus pros. 100%. Okay.
0: Let me ask you this then. How do we define who the Joe's are that get allowed into the event? What's the number? 10? 20? How uh, many let's guys? Say,
1: let's say... There's I'm,
0: 32 CT surfers traveling. Yep. Or 30 because then there's two wild cards. So then how many... Do you allow into this thirty-two person event from well, the local?
1: I've always been see now I'm in the problem that our United States Congress is in of of raising the cutting taxes and raising the deficit because I don't want the events to go longer. That's already one of my complaints is that you, they're already stretching past swell windows. Right. Um, but we're gonna deal. We're gonna deal with the deficit later, and I'm gonna say I want ten at each event. I want ten okay. wild cards in at each event, and ten at each event until pipeline, and then I want twenty.
0: So in the pipe event you want 20 Hawaiian. I surfers. want
1: 20 Hawaiian.
0: And how surfers. do you pick the 20?
1: Oh, I mean you can figure that out. People can no, figure it out. No, you got to figure
0: it out. I oh. mean this is part of the Sure, problem, you do, a, okay, you, know? you,
1: do a, you do a trials, but you have the top 10 go in. Instead of the instead of the top 2.
0: So we're down from 20 to 10 now.
1: You said you wanted a 20. I want a 20 in Hawaii. Right, everywhere yeah, else. So we're oh, talking in, Hawaii. In Hawaii. Yeah, so we do you do a trial of 120 and the top 20 go in. Okay. You get it down to the top. I mean, what would the top twenty be? Was that the, is that the quarters? Is that the round? <sighs> Dude, if we're doing if we're running four man heats, I feel like yeah, quarters. round
0: three has twenty people.
1: But we're running four man heats because the trials are always and Hawaii is always four man heats, right, up until the end. And so, okay. say four man heats, so the everybody who gets to the quarters goes gets in gets in. So it's a battle for the quarters, and then you get your trophy for winning the trials, and your seat. And from then on, then it's a seating thing, right? Yeah. So once you get into the quarters, then it's a seating of where you're going to surf okay. on the on the line. It'd Dude, be so much more fun.
0: It you're. I mean, you're right. It would be a lot more fun. It creates. It's an entirely different model and creates an entirely different set of.
1: I would even argue. Here's issues. what I, here, Here's how I'm going to deal with the deficit too. I'm going to cut down the WSL surfers to. I want. Every event to have the top fifteen, top fifteen surfers in the world, WSL, and the top ten until you get to Hawaii and then you get twenty of the top local performers. Okay, and, and make some system too where they get the points. And so they—if you're good enough, if you're the local guy, if you're the blue-collar guy—who, you know, there can be yeah. rocky stories in surfing. Then there's no rocky story now because Eddie Eddie Rothman is totally right on this. His his thing—he's barked it to me a thousand times and what he keeps barking, which is totally true, is you have to, to get on tour, you have to have a certain amount of points. To right. get enough points, you have to go to enough contests. To go to those contests, you have to have a shit ton of money, basically, sure. uh, or a lot, you know, a, a big sponsorship deal. Where, if you got this guy sitting in Hawaii, he may be the best guy ever at Pipe. He doesn't have a dime to his name. He can't travel to surf shitty beach break sure. to get his points, right? Where, so the system as it is, exists right now, it doesn't necessarily mean we're getting the best surfers in the world. We're getting the best surfers in the world who have enough money to do it. Sure. Where it'd be awesome to open it up, to crack it, and see, I am a man of the people.
0: You are, but... So who's going to fund this project to make sure that the best surfer in the world gets on this tour? Like, it's not as if... The WSL or any other companies making special accommodation for Brazilians to find out if they're the best Brazilians so, or, or so say Okay,
1: so say say let's go to the Bra- the Brazil event. Okay, say there's 15 WSL surfers, 15 or 10 Brazilian wildcards in there. Bah, 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 bah. Brazilian wild card gets to the quarters. Say if you get to the quarters, then you automatically get to kick up to the next event. Um, and what do you
0: mean automatically? Who funds that?
1: Uh, WSL.
0: WSL now has to fund that.
1: I mean, it's not a big cost. It's flying. It is, I mean, yeah. it's flying the kid to the next tour event. Uh, oh, and it, it'd be awesome. If if the kid loses in the first round of the next one, so he gets to make a gamble. If the kid loses in the first round of the next one, then he owes the WSL for his, he has to reimburse the WSL for his costs. <laughs> so, All right. Well,
0: now that's a whole different
1: game. How fun would that be though? It's fun. That's a professional I mean, surfing fun. thing. There's well, so many, which is the problem with the WSL right now. They can't fill eight hours of a day of with any content right, the, right. they jibber-jabber in the booth and it gets boring and whatever but what if there was all these subplots like okay so now let's go to the brazilian kid who's stressing on the beach in france he's gonna have to pay the this kid's gonna have to pay the wsl fifteen thousand dollars if he loses today. and the debt
0: gets passed down to his next of kin totally. if he can't 100%. pay, or his parents are responsible no for- and the
1: wsl could have a jettersdale so a debtors jail
0: so I like it. You know what I mean? Like it, You're right. These are all ways to make it more exciting. But I think that the WSL's current, maybe general uh, goal has always been to find the best surfer in the world to deem the... So the world champ should be the best surfer in the world in a variety of conditions as that. well. I get right? that. Right. So their goal is to try to do that. And I think creating the scenarios that you that you're creating it serves a different goal it creates more drama in this venue and finds out who the best surfer is at this event
1: but but the surfer who's able to cut through all that is truly I mean John John Florence say yeah and Gabriel Medina and the top five uh, the top five of the WSL right now yeah I think would have no problem cutting through all of this noise they're gonna win regardless right sure. I mean the top five I mean, the top eight even feels like there's very little shift ever. It's Mm -hmm. the, it's the top eight guys for four years at a time. And then, you know, one of them will drop out and somebody will move up. But really, there's very little movement at the top of the of the pylon.
0: Hiring for a small business is critical. It's imperative that you find a highly qualified professional to treat and grow your business with the same care and detail that you do. LinkedIn Jobs will be your next big unlock. LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to find the right professionals for your team fast and for free. Everybody is already on LinkedIn with their resume and their references. So the fact that LinkedIn built a hiring platform to connect the dots between everything is simple genius. It's way more sophisticated than a job board. It's a vast network of more than a billion professionals meticulously organized to connect people by skill set, desire, ambition, all in an effort to help us advance our position. And it's easy to use and intuitive. So effective that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Fast hiring solutions means achieving your goals in record time with rapid growth in 2024. LinkedIn Jobs will even help you write the job descriptions and give you tools and prompts to help you interview your candidate like a pro. LinkedIn.com surf is where you go to post your job for free. Yes, totally free. And you can let the world's largest social network of business professionals work to connect you with the ideal candidate to help you grow your business. That is LinkedIn.com slash surf to post your job for
1: Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.
0: There is... So, there's a lot of logistic questions that you're going to need to solve as well. Like, how do you define a Hawaiian surfer? Oh. How much blood percentage do you need of Hawaiian DNA I mean, it'd be in awesome. your veins? Do would, you have to be born on the North Shore? Can you be born on Kauai?
1: You have to... You can, be born any, you can be born anywhere. Poopies, I would say, could be a Hawaiian surfer. If... But you got to get... Uh, tapped by someone, Eddie Rothman. Eddie Rothman has to say, you're okay.
0: So oh. Eddie is doing the deeming.
1: You're okay. Yeah. Because,
0: look, John John looks white to sure me. Sure he does. He, does.
1: he does. But Eddie would, Eddie would kick John and all the Florences in, I would imagine. You find somebody, you find some local guy and you give him, you give him, yeah, he gets to say, watch what. All right. all right. Yep. The world tour according to Chaz. It's so much funner.
0: Um, I guess the, the issues I have with this is like, in that statement from dahui everyone deserves a chance is yep. one of their direct quotes uh i don't think everybody deserves a chance no. you know what i mean no. you have to earn your chance or there's a lot of deserving people who never ever get their chance because that's just the way the world turns sure and so i don't think that they're that the wsl needs to um take into accommodation Deservingness.
1: I don't think so either, and that's and they're a business, by the way. And that, I mean that's where I would disagree. You know, with Eddie and Hui on that whole thing of it's not about deserving, but it's about making a better show, and it's a better Agreed. show. Agreed. And uh, that's in everybody's yeah. interest. That's in Hawaii's interest, and it's in the WSLS interest to make that as good a show as possible. And again, somebody tell me how it's not as good a show to have all these Hawaiian wildcards in there. It's just better.
0: It's a better show. But let me ask you this. Um, That statement that they released or that they posted on Instagram felt like there was a sense of entitlement in it where they even said, uh, this is the only place in the world where this happens to this degree. Is it like I don't I don't think that the WSL is xing out Hawaiian surfers in Hawaiian events in a way that they're not doing in Brazil.
1: Maybe, though, there is more events in other countries. Uh, I feel there's, like
0: there's more events in Hawaii than there or the, anyway there's more
1: majors but I wonder like how many one stars and two stars and three stars you know the the little stuff I bet Brazil has like uh, who knows how many right or how don't, many does Hawaii have
0: I don't know the numbers I don't think that that's true though I think Hawaii probably has more
1: We should we need to we need to look at this
0: And then and then if they don't have more is it at least representative of the you know, uh, per capita surfing community. Sure. Because yeah, maybe Brazil does have more, but that's because they have ten times the amount of surfers in that country. You totally, know what I mean? Totally. So I, my point is, there seems there's a sense of entitlement with that statement. Without again knowing the numbers, that I'm really opposed to that sense of entitlement.
1: I get that, but I but I also think that the the WSL is if they're fighting this fight, which I don't know they necessarily. I mean, I, I suppose they are by by moving, excuse me, by moving pipe to the front end and by ending in Indonesia you're devaluing pipeline right right then and there yeah um and so and that's to me that's just a silly fight like WSL should say yeah Hawaii is super important it clearly is unique in surfing I mean you know I argue in the forthcoming cocaine plus surfing love story that surfing actually started in Peru but that aside you know Hawaii is like you know unique in surfing that's sure it. and so to do different stuff there and say hey great hey hawaiians we appreciate what hawaii has given to surf and because we simply because we appreciate it we're going to give you guys 20 wild cards again like it seems like it's a real silly fight it's a real easy thing for the wsl to do they don't look like they're bending over backwards they don't look like they're being pushed around yeah they could just they could they could definitively definitively and boldly say hawaii deserves this and so this is what we're going to do and when everybody else pitches and moans about it they can say well you just I mean, you did surfing start here. No, like they don't have to bend over. It doesn't have to be the same for everyone, right? They could give Hawaii accommodation. Yeah. If they felt like, it, and they could be progressive about it and be forward about it and be not like, well, you know, trying to, I, trying to hedge.
0: I guess you're right. It doesn't have to be the same for everybody, but if the WSL's explicit goal is to be considered a legitimate sport by other legitimate sporting sporting standards, then once you start making accommodation based on race that already creates, you're already not taken seriously on the world level. But,
1: but I don't think it's, I think when they say Hawaiian surfers, I don't think they're, they're meaning Hawaiian-blooded surfers. I think it's people from the islands, right? I think if you, if I went there and was really going to say, okay, my express goal is is to surf, you know, I want to be Hawaiian, I would be accepted not as a full-blooded Hawaiian. But eventually I think, yeah, like the O'Briens or the Florences or mm-hmm. All these blow-ins, right? Everybody there is a blow-in.
0: I think you talk to different people in Hawaii, they'll give you different answers. I think so, some people would say absolutely not. They're not actually considered Hawaiian. And,
1: I mean, I think I think the people on Hawaii with any drop of Hawaiian blood, it's so rare. I mean...
0: Exactly. Well, that's the so, irony of racism sure. in general is that sure. there's no... Obviously, everybody came from one place Somewhere. originally totally. and crossed borders and everything. From so, Portugal, where we all came from. So... The question that I also have is, the WSL is a business that has these objectives. Is it their responsibility to accommodate cultural, you know... Um,
1: no, it's not. But it's their responsibility to make the best show possible. That's my argument, okay, again, got is it. that that if, if this was, a, you know, a bunch of Frenchmen really crying about, you know, not enough French surfers in the Quicksilver Pro... I would say you guys can all kick rocks. Who I don't care about yeah. you. I don't yeah. want to see you surf your local beach break. I just don't care. Yeah. Hawaii it's just it's flat out a better show to mm. see Hawaiian wildcards in pipe versus, you know, scared yeah. Californians yeah. is great TV. There's a ton of storylines and that's what the WSL needs now more than anything is more storylines. They got to figure out how to fill 8 hours of airtime when, you know, maybe I mean, what do you think the total amount of surfing in a WSL webcast, is is it? Geez, like, like
0: standing on your board, standing sort of on thing? your board, riding down. I'm going to the- say three percent of the total. Broadcast. Exactly.
1: Okay, so we have 97 yeah. percent of broadcast to fill. Which the WSL, I like their team. You know, they're it's fine enough, but come on, like there's a there's better ways to fill that 97 percent of time than just yeah. having Ronnie and Strider jabbering about whatever.
0: I agree, and. When I was talking to Scott about this, I mentioned that I don't really watch the Dahui backdoor shootout because the broadcast is not that great. Precisely. But what I do watch, and I'm just as into it as I am the Pipe Masters, is the Vulcan Pipe Pro.
1: Exactly. Because
0: they have a mix of um, CT surfers, and local surfers. And red
1: hasn't red Red Bull's put it on, right? Red Bull's so doing have, it so the production yeah.
0: quality is fantastic. It's every bit as good as the WSL, but actually without the constraints that the WSL puts on their commentators and or just has. Um, and so I actually love that event. There's just as much drama, competition. The quality of surfing is just as good. You got John, John, Kelly, all the guys.
1: Yeah. So that's I mean that's that's how I think pipe should be. Like the Vulcan Pipe Pro you know, the pipe masters that it should That's how it should feel. And in order to feel like that, if it's treated like a traditional WSL normal event, you don't get that feeling. It's just another event then. And pipeline should not be another event. It should be the super bowl. And again, shame, shame on the WSL for moving it to the start of the season.
0: Um, You know what I do like about the WSL in recent years is they are uh, adapting they're an adapting business model. Yeah. We complain about a lot of things and then they make that shift next year. Totally. You know? but,
1: and, I'll, and I'll be curious, frankly, to see how this, sh- maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people don't want to see Pipeline. Maybe they don't want to see Hawaiian wildcards. Yeah. Maybe they want to see just, you know, it, it, a stripped down, let's figure out who the best surfer in the world is, et cetera, et cetera. And that people will love, you know, both Lamar, the Wave Pool on the tour next year. And, you know, will love it starting in Pipe. And does it start in Pipe this coming year? this next year is it the year you know following
0: to be honest i think that it was going to be in 2019
1: okay yeah like because it'd be weird shifts because they would surf pipe this year to end and then they would surf pipe to start right which would be a strange
0: yeah i think it was misreported as having going to be taking place in 2018 but the more recent stuff that i saw the 19. big shifts are going to be 19 okay yeah um well since you and i are experts on race relations mm-hmm. Let's also discuss uh, an article that you posted, which was about the inertia, writing an opinion piece that um, they were bummed that the WSL's ambassador of Stoke and Leisure was a white
1: dude. A white dude. They were really mad about it. No more white dudes. Do you want to recap
0: it or should I? Uh, Go for it. Okay, so you pulled a bunch of quotes. The one that I'm going to read is, um, as someone who believes surf media would benefit immensely from a pulse of diversity there were essentially only three correct choices of those remaining while zach is a zach's the guy who actually got selected for the position is a white man he's the wrong option for a resource rich media machine hoping to expand the appeal of surfing by speaking to new audiences amazing so this guy was arguing the wsl is an opportunity to really um diversify what the surf media landscape looks like by offering the job to somebody other than a white guy, which is by and large, who surf media is run by.
1: Yep. And who surf media is read by. Let's be honest. Yeah.
0: So what are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean it just it it smacked to me of just a real awful kind of social justice warrior, you know, self loathing Cause it was a white man who wrote the article too. I know. the self-loathing, yeah. the self-loathing white man, you know, and obviously in this day, everybody point well taken, understand the diversity. Obviously, I believe the diversity is a good thing. You know, I want to hear different voices. I want to see different people and all that stuff, but I also want competence and like I, I didn't look at the videos and I didn't, I don't, you know, I have zero interest in the actual position of the ambassador of Stoke and leisure. But I'm assuming Zach was probably the best of the bunch, right? I mean,
0: I would assume that they hired yes, the best candidate for the job. Yeah, that, I would assume.
1: Yeah, and and if he wasn't, if you if it was a bad pick or whatever, then whatever the the people will will let the WSL know. But yeah, it just the self loathing white man thing. Yeah. It was just to me, it was just pathetic, and it was it is it's, and it's such low hanging fruit. It's so easy to go out and bitch and moan about. You know we need more diversity and to the inertia's credit they probably they do have probably a fairly diverse cast of characters writing um but i bet also if you boil it down it's probably 85 percent white men who write for the inertia and it's probably yeah i don't know who reads the inertia but
0: you know what's funny i don't care what their skin color is, what gender they are, what their age they are, like.
1: Well, I mean, and to me, it, w- it seems like it would be, you know, more racist or more misogynistic yes. if the WSL chose a woman or a minority because right. they were a woman or a minority, and then then you're like the, you know, the white plantation owner, yeah. like the benevolent lord of, like, you're like, uh, what was his name, uh, Candy Candyland in. I don't Django know. Unchained. Oh, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I forget his name. Yeah,
1: this candy was the plant. Leonardo DiCaprio is the best character Leonardo DiCaprio has ever played. Totally. Then you're like the weird kind of ultra powerful, benevolent, but except evil lord. Right. Like, yeah, running this race game. Which again, just the stinking guy won. And to, to do, a, to do a, a very cheap and easy and silly article on how it shouldn't have been a white man, but that, I mean, that's the inertia's bread and butter, really. We get busted beach grit for clickbait, which, you know, obviously we make funny headlines and stuff like that. But the inertia loves the social justice headline. I think Zach and Weisberg and all of them just go to bed so pleased with themselves every night for, for the victories, the social victories. They have given the world that day.
0: Did you read in the comments under the article that was written on the inertia? I'm uh, curious what the feedback was. If people actually like agreed with his sentiment or they fought.
1: I can't. I think it. when I read, nobody comments on the Inertia. which oh, is, okay. I mean, Maybe but, but I think that one I'd read two or three and uh, I think somebody had, had called the writer out for being Jewish. Oh, really? Was, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> if I recall fun. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, the reality is, there shouldn't be any limitation placed on anybody trying to get any job. And then there also shouldn't be any special accommodation made for anybody. But at the same time, I also recognize as a business, like if Beach Grit wanted to um, tap into a new demographic of readers in South Africa, I could see you go to South, you hire a writer from South Africa to then write about local issues. Okay. Then you make a special accommodation. That person should be South African to get into, or, Maybe they don't. Maybe they're an expat who now lives in South Africa, so maybe they don't even need to be South African. But I understand why businesses would make decisions like that. Of course, but this isn't that.
1: No, is, this is not that. Yeah, yeah. Diversity, diversity for diversity's sake is silly. Like totally. I think. I mean, if there's diversity because it's going to be better or more interesting or yeah, more readable or more fun to watch or whatever, then that's awesome, right? Yeah. But just to be diverse, if the WSL would have picked somebody just to be diverse, to me, that's like a real, t- I mean, that's it's tokenism. And yeah. it's just tokenism at, a, at an ugly level.
0: Here's another bizarre thing to me about that is that's assuming that I'm going to like what Zach says more because he's white and he looks like me, Yeah. which is asinine to me. And maybe I'm living in like a postmodern kind of thought world where I don't think about skin color, but the reality is if it was a black chick doing her job or doing his that job that he's doing i would be no less likely to listen to her or to follow her or anything at all it it, it makes no difference to me i yeah. don't need somebody that looks like me to do things that i want to watch totally it's like
1: bizarre which i mean the fact that both you and i are are white males i mean it's very clear that i know full well that the entire world has been handed to me on a platter
0: and we're born in southern california totally right? so or it's, i live in so it's, I
1: so it's easy to make you know who cares i don't care yeah and you know that's fine and maybe and it does care maybe to some people like they want to see somebody who looks like them delivering maybe so the news but again i don't know and as a white male i don't care
0: well the other detail about this was um we talked about what it before they chose the candidate for the position what does this position even mean what is an ambassador of stoke and leisure what are they going to do and one of us came up with the idea that like hey i think this is just a grab to get email addresses like former did with me
1: 100
0: i don't think that they and now that zach's actually doing the job i don't know what job he's doing and he's not running their instagram feed
1: oh, he's he running supposed his to, huh
0: i don't know they never advertise that oh. he's running his own instagram feed
1: from hawaii from hawaii do you follow like, him
0: I don't follow him but I checked in with a couple of things that he was doing and it was like uh while they were running the Triple Crown in Haleiwa, Eva the the event itself he was off like doing a helicopter ride like showing what Hawaii looks like from the helicopter But on
1: his own personal Instagram there's on got his to, own personal There's got to be uh, some channel uh, through the WSL's thing that it's there though because it would be Maybe. silly to to only I mean, they're not paying him, obviously, but he's he's costing them something, right? Would, I mean, it, would it be off.
0: silly or was it strictly to An get all... Room? Yeah, just to get all of the information from people.
1: I mean, I think they would just bury him then, right? You would just never That's hear from kind him again. Of what it
0: is though, right? This is kind of a burying.
1: Okay, let's see. Let's see at the... Oh yeah, because it's... I mean, it's all... We're all triple crowning, so we should be seeing him as much now as ever. Is he on the mic?
0: No. They had him... Like Strider interviewed him on the beach for like five minutes from what I saw. Okay. Not even five minutes. A minute.
1: Well then, WSL... We, we should challenge the WSL to give us more Zach. If, we'll, yeah. if it wasn't just an email grab, right? Let us see Zach every day doing something,
0: right? And maybe they were like, "Well, it's the day two of the Holly Eve event. There's not enough for him to talk about. So this is the day where we set him on the helicopter to and go dude, like explore the islands or something. Maybe that's all been part of the strategy all along. I don't
1: know. It it, it did seem uh, to me though that they were putting, like they were making it a bigger deal than they than they needed to in order to. I mean, I guess not. If you have, if you want email addresses, you have to make it a big deal in order for people to send their email address. But if
0: you want the best candidate for the job, you don't make it that big of a deal. Yeah, you know, like when they hired Sophie, they didn't go
1: out certainly on a wide, do it. Yeah. yeah sure a wide net of no yeah, yeah.
0: so um, a lot of question marks there. Another thing I wanted to talk about was um, surfing and sex. Since mm. we're doing race relations, yeah. let's do sex all
1: the way. Let's go. Uh,
0: Pornhub, obviously. Is looking to sponsor an extreme sports athlete that's amazing or multiples amazing what do you know about this story
1: I mean so I got this story from the inertia f- believe it or not uh, I saw it on their website and I thought well, what is this so I clicked over to Pornhub and yeah it seems like such a silly I, I don't understand what the v- benefit to Pornhub is there I mean yeah. I guess unless I mean maybe Pornhub's oh this is probably what it is maybe kids aren't looking at porn anymore as much uh, maybe there's so much else out there that porn is getting lost in the in the noise, hmm. and so they Pornhub thought, well, what do young people do? They surf and skate, and they were wrong there, unfortunately, because middle-aged men surf and skate these days. I don't, I mean, I don't think they're they're big kid activities. No, uh, they're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, Pornhub made a mistake there, but I, I bet that's what the impetus was. I bet it was we're losing market share. Millennials don't look at porn. Interesting. We need to get millennials where our millennials, millennials are surfing and skateboarding. See, I thought it was, not true, I thought it
0: was an attempt to de-stigmatize pornography.
1: Could be that too. They could have looked at, at the weed maps model yeah. and how, oh, look at weed maps went in and de- de-stigmatized weed or tried to, to. And, uh, and so, yeah, let's go de-stigmatize porn.
0: Yeah. I think it's kind of like, look, nobody, Pornhub's the most visited website on the internet. I mean, I'm, that's not a statistic. I'm just, it's, 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 I think it is, right? Is it?
1: I think I think that's how they advertise their on or for the search thing. Because I went okay. I went and read the search thing and it was like, yeah, the the biggest or whatever.
0: So I feel like Pornhub recognizes that. We're one of the most visited websites on the internet, yet nobody talks about
1: it. There nobody
0: goes to work the next day and goes, Hey, did Pornhub. you see the latest video on Pornhub? Yeah. It was awesome. Well, yeah.
1: and the and the logo they used for that for their search and stuff is super innocuous. Is like it? yeah, it's just real, it's like simple. Pornhub, like it yeah. looks just like the store down the street, Pornhub.
0: Interesting. So yeah. So my thought was, well, what would be the first step to destigmatizing, so that around the water cooler tomorrow, hey Pornhub. Kevin tells his buddy, like, hey yeah. man, you know, could
1: be, and so you could be right.
0: One step in that direction would be, well, young action sports athletes are forward thinking, or they have tattoos, and so they're kind of on the fringe, and they'd be more likely to accept this than whatever, you know.
1: Do you, who do you think they're going to get? Great question. I've thought about it. Yeah, ballerum stack. Oh. He'd be pretty good, wouldn't he? Luke Davis. Yeah. Oh, Luke Davis should, just as a piece of performance art. Yeah. Like, as part of his thing to have... Totally. To have, to have mm, Luke should have Pornhub on the nose, like his main primary sponsor. Pornhub.
0: Not only his main browser search history, yeah. but his main, main sticker pro- on both the Both of them.
1: That's a great idea. Yeah.
0: And that should be the slogan,
1: actually. Yeah. Mm, nice. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, I have thought about that, because it was like... There's there's enough surfers, and the reason why I mentioned those two guys is those guys post just as many Instagrams out in the club sure. as they do at the beach. Sure, you know.
1: I just I wonder though who Pornhub really is going to get. That's the thing. Like which which kind of bottom t- C tier D tier surfer is going to say yeah yeah Pornhub that's good.
0: Um, it is a great question. Would you like to throw out any guesses?
1: Um, and could
0: it be a female?
1: No, they're definitely not a female. It'll be, that's the thing. I think it's going to be in so low a tier of surfer that it's somebody that I've never heard of. That's, that's how deep I think they're going to dig to find, to to get somebody who will, ride for Pornhub. They had Um, Dusty Payne in their ad.
0: I know. That was hilarious. Yeah. They used him as the visual on the landing screen uh, without Dusty's knowledge, apparently.
1: Stab. Yeah. Stab. I credited the the inertia for finding the story. Uh, Stab didn't credit anyone, but they actually called Dusty Payne. uh, Right. Yeah. And and interviewed Dusty.
0: And Dusty was unaware that his image was being
1: used. That's the funny thing about images, though, is the photographer owns it. And if he sold it to the bank then or to the image bank, then boom totally there it goes well coincidentally koa smith
0: posted a video of himself surfing naked this week
1: i, I didn't see it but he i did. saw I, I didn't see the video but I, I read the headline
0: so koa um just launched a youtube channel uh, again this is all interesting just from a surf media landscape sure arena for me is like keeping tabs on this because there's legitimate youtube celebrities out there mm-hmm. and We've started to see this emergence of a couple of internet celebrities from the surf world, Ben Gravy out of the East Coast.
1: Yeah, who's Ben Gravy? I know. I read his name, but it's, I right? uh, like a year ago I had that same yeah. thing.
0: And listeners started emailing me, they're like, "Do you follow Ben Gravy?" and I was like, "No," and so I I checked a few things and I wasn't interested and now I'm kind of on board with this okay. thing. He's basically an Instagram star out of New Jersey who's whole he's like hyper stoked. All the time. And he posts a video every day, and it's him. Half of it is selfies. Half of it is surfing novelty waves. That's his thing. Okay. So he'll find a river in Idaho and, and go surf. surf it. Oh. Or like some little wedge that's breaking up against a jetty that he has to like acid drop off the jetty onto the wave. And he's got
1: one of those every day? Every day. That's a busy.
0: And again, when I say he's hyper stoked half of the fun is him staring into the camera just like shouting which again initially i was turned off by but now i'm kind of like this positivity is good in my life okay i'm gonna go
1: i'm gonna go find ben gravy
0: so you got ben gravy as an internet celeb you got uh tyler allen who does all the voiceover stuff
1: oh yeah that's the comic guy yeah yeah yeah
0: which is hilarious yeah and now i look at koa smith and i'm like super handsome athletic hawaiian kid
1: koa smith did a did a um campaign for somebody major what versace or someone oh did he really? yeah Right, like a so full on So he's got full
0: campaign. model good looks. Yeah. And he's not an A-lister really anymore. I, I I know he was on Hurley, I'm not sure if he still is, but he's definitely not doing the QS. And so I think he's recognized like I can leverage my good looks and if these guys across the world are doing or, or in, from New Jersey are doing it,
1: why well, can't I?
0: I have more ability to do
1: it. So did you watch did you watch the nude surfing? Oh yeah. Was it fun? Yeah. I mean totally. did, is it like blurred out?
0: They blur out his junk with yeah. like a little circle of blur that follows him on the wave. Okay. Like here's the reality. I don't know if YouTube will post nudity, but secondly, nobody wants to see balls and beehole, dude. Yeah. Like even chicks don't want to see Koa Smith's beehole.
1: It's true. Did uh the naked surfing look, did it did it make you want to go naked surf?
0: Definitely not. Yeah. Because again, nobody wants to
1: see it. Yeah, that's true. But, but it's funny. How many how many views did he get? He had like, I think it was like
0: 20,000 when I clicked on it, which was like the second day that he launched it. And it was, he was using this video to launch his YouTube channel. Okay. And it, there's like, when you go to the channel, there's an intro uh, video, which is like, Hey, my name's Koa Smith. I'm from the North shore. Like this is my YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe or whatever. And then the number, the first video is him surfing naked in France.
1: Is he, is he positioning to be like a, do a kind of who is J O B type thing or no? Um, did, did it look like it was going to be goofy fun times no. or... Okay. I,
0: because his whole thing is like health.
1: Okay. Like he's
0: he's um, taken like Wim Hof classes for okay. breathing and okay. cold water therapy. He's super healthy. I think he has a coffee stand or shop on the North Shore and they sell bulletproof coffee with like the butter and the coco- coconut oil in it. And so he's going that route. Okay. Which... To answer your question, it's kind of a JOB model in terms of like focusing on YouTube as being the platform, but it's not in terms of what the content is. Being goofy
1: good times. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, I think the number one YouTube stars in the world are like hair and makeup, you know, artists and stuff like that. Are they really? Yeah. That's who gets the most views out of everyone is people who sit there and, you know, show you how to do your hair or, how to do your makeup are those are the biggest YouTube stars by far. Fascinating. Yeah. Like millions upon millions of views. So maybe if Koa teaches you how to do, you know, healthy living tips yeah, would be, he would do well.
0: I think, I think he'll be successful. And I think he's smart to tap into that market that other surfers haven't really, everything lives on Vimeo in the surf world.
1: I mean, that, and that's the thing too. I think surfers are, like great at many things surfers are generally horrible at pushing their or either don't have personalities or really bad. And it's hard to do, right? It's hard to be a personality and to be good on camera and to be engaging and all that kind of stuff. Totally. Um, and surfers. Yeah. As long as they can get paid to surf, why try? Which, yeah. Good on Koa.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, any other thoughts on sex race relations or any of that before we move on?
1: No, I'm pretty good.
0: Uh, I w- I'm curious. What was the last, surf film that you watched that was more than five minutes long uh
1: like surf film that i watched that was more than five minutes long i feel like there's a trick question it's not i know you no know, um, it's not
0: a, I, i'm asking because there's been a bunch of stuff that's dropped like even morgan mawson's jungle and it yep. was 17 minutes Yep. it's difficult to click play there was the new globe video
1: I, I I've missed. This. I feel. So, I love Joji. I love everything he does. Yeah. Where did that go? I didn't even see where. I, did was it on exclusive somewhere? No.
0: It's all over. It's on Surfline. It's everywhere. It's called um, "Cult of Freedom." Okay. And he's doing it in segments. So this is the Australia segment. Okay. And I think it is about fifteen or sixteen minutes. And then um, in the interview, I think that Surfline did with him, they're like, well, when's the next segment coming? And what's the location? And Joe's like, I'm not sure yet. We're not sure. We're going.
1: They're filming it as they go. Filming it as we go. And this is kind
0: of a new thing that we're exploring. But it's hard to watch. I mean, it's not hard to watch. It's good quality.
1: But it's hard to sit down for 15 minutes and watch. 15 minutes, dude. I mean, I will say that it feels like uh, Instagram has taken over at least maybe the middle-aged white man's watching habits where it's a minute on Instagram and that's good enough for me. It is good enough. I mean, in my life or the way I treat. Yeah, I don't, you know, I should though. I should pour a nice glass of bourbon and sit down and watch, you know, get ready to watch some good surfing for 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, but I think if I do that, I now want a 45 minute or like a feature length film. I'll do that. I'll take the time for that. But that 15 minute zone, it's like That's I true. don't have time in my day for it.
1: That's really you 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 bring up a very good point that the 15 to 17 minute thing, while the filmmaker could think, "Oh, I'm making this more digestible." Really you position it nowhere. It's exactly. not. It's not minute, and it's not f- sixty minutes.
0: That's my personal experience, and I wonder if it's representative of everybody. We
1: we should do a poll. We should need to get a poll widget on Beach grit so people can. Because I'd be very very curious. Yeah. Uh, how many people? We'll just ask. Yeah. yeah. How many people watch there... fifteen? Watch more than five minutes of a surf of a surf edit.
0: Noah Dean or, or um, Vacation Beach or Vacation Club dropped one with. Yay Nickel. hmm In the same week that Joe G's dropped. Noah Dean did his edit Candle, which I think might have been eight or ten minutes or so. Um,
1: I watched a piece of Candle. Did you like it? Uh the part I saw I liked, yeah. He it surfs good. It made me remember how good I really like Noah's tweaked out slobs or whatever they are. Straight airs, but straight being airs. like with a big tweak. Yeah, is is like a real appealing air to me, I think.
0: I agree. I like his his um like full speed full throttle surfing yep. like mikey wright yeah but again i didn't need eight
1: minutes of it no i watched it i watched it uh, i watched a piece of candle yeah yeah
0: yeah all of these things i've actually like i'll open the browser and oh i don't have time now but i'm gonna leave the browser open so that when i come back later i'll watch it and then they sit on my computer for five days without me watching any of it yeah it's true it takes such a commitment
1: it's really true but i wonder though uh, you, neither you nor I have traditional day jobs. I wonder if the 15 minute surf video is awesome. If you work at progressive insurance and you can, you can sit there and kind of have it, you know, on your window and when your boss walks by, you can minimize it, but then you could watch, you know, i spend all day watching the, the latest yeah. surf releases.
0: That's hilarious. That's probably very, very true,
1: but, but we'll see. Cause I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that that's true.
0: Um, The other funny thing about the Noah Dean video is the title of it was Candle. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Candle, what does that even mean? Why? That has nothing to do with surfing. And then I went to watch it, and the font that he used looks like the title is Anal.
1: Oh, I'm going to have to go back and look.
0: (laughs) Which I, of course, had a laugh at. I I, I pulled it up, and I'm like, Anal. Anal. why does it say anal oh it's called candle oh that says candle but it initially looks like anal
1: that's really good pretty clever yeah i like that
0: which made me like noah even more
1: do you think oh so he did it on purpose you're, you're thinking that you didn't just see that
0: why else would you name your video candle okay it's not like he's selling candles no. or something
1: you know like that's, a fan, that's a okay i'm totally gonna go look now. yeah great yeah
0: i'll try to send it to good you job, if i remember noah. um all right then closing segment for the show of course as always barrel or nah you ready for ready, it? Ready. All right, man. River surfing.
1: On river surfing, I'm gonna go barrel. Are you really? I think so. I think that I am. I think that it's. Uh, I've never done it. Have you ever river surfed? Yes. Is it? Is it nah?
0: It was the most fun thing I did. Yeah.
1: Like, it was so fun. It looks really fun, and from you know the first time I think I ever like registered with with river surfing was of course jamie at the Waimea river mouth sure which uh you before
0: know, jamie it, endless summer two, they were doing it oh again.
1: yeah that's true yeah. that's totally true and it, it's just always looked really fun it doesn't it looks less fun like the one in uh munich or whatever yeah seems really cold yeah um like when you have to really gear up it doesn't seem like it, was, it would be quite as fun but yeah it seems like a total fun novelty to do that's neither. Yeah, that's just a funny thing.
0: Doesn't replace the ocean. Doesn't no. even replace the wave pool. No, like it's just its own thing. Does,
1: does, and doesn't doesn't even try or have any claims to do anything. It's, right. I mean, and it seems like it's it's just a funner version of the uh, what's the standing wave? The, yeah. Uh, flow rider. Flow rider. Yeah, it seems like a funner version of the flow rider.
0: I agree. So. The way the river that I surfed was not a standing wave; it was mm-hmm. actually a tidal bore.
1: Oh, okay. So you've actually done where? Where was that? Bordeaux, you France. You did, yeah. You surfed a tidal bore. Was it fun? It was so fun. How Wait. long did you go for? Three minutes. What was your What was your board?
0: Long board that I borrowed.
1: Nice. Yeah. So
0: I was just coming into town. Um, I was actually doing some surf related stuff on the coast, but then going into Bordeaux just to like drink wine and stuff and visit wineries, and. Connected with a guy there who shapes surfboards, and he I was gonna meet with him at like eleven, and he's like, no no no, can you come at like two? I'm like, yeah whatever, dude. Why? He's like, cause the I think that the masquerade is what they call it there. Amazing. Is um basically, it's a giant tide push, and it doesn't happen that frequently, but it's predictable when it happens because it's based on of course the moon's whatever. So this massive tide push pushes so hard that it comes up the river, and I'm talking miles up the river, Yeah, because Bordeaux isn't really near that coast, or very close to the coast. So anyway, we um, timed it, and then got in the car, and there's a road that runs right along the river, and when we got on the road, we passed the wave.
1: Oh, amazing. So, so you it's could like see we, it. we saw it and there was
0: guys surfing it. And so he's like, yeah, we need to get way past it because you need to then drop your car off like a mile beyond where you're
1: run down
0: no get in the river and then paddle up river to the wave
1: and then turn and, around then and try kick to
0: kick okay. out somewhere near your car
1: so what if though okay you're in the river you're paddling up what if you kook it and miss the wave
0: you're done
1: you're so you're, bummed you
0: get one chance how
1: much pressure did you feel
0: zero because, because so it easy. was it was so easy
1: you just spin around and go
0: yeah and it was like on a longboard. board firstly how, i mean how big was it the wave yeah shoulder high at parts that's the other thing is it wraps the river bends so it's wrapping against the river it's like tearing trees off the shore big cobbles are getting pushed so there's all this noise and commotion and parts of it were like knee high and then it would build up to shoulder high again and then it would hit a section like if you were on there'd be like 10 guys on the wave and then two guys would eat it but then five guys would catch it down the river And so if you're on the shoulder of the wave, you can actually turn. Sometimes you're just on the whitewash. There was a kayaker on it for a period of time. I
1: I want to do this more than maybe anything else in my life. It was super fun. Uh, where was the one, was it in China? There was the, uh, Kind of more recent one.
0: There's a big one in China. I yeah. think there's some in Indonesia. I saw
1: one recently. Who did? They did a full clip on it. Red Bull or someone? Oh, did. Oh, really? I can't, maybe it was Africa. I can't remember.
0: Yeah, I missed looked. that. Yeah, but it was it was super fun because again, you're in Bordeaux, which yeah. is weird, and just the whole experience of it was bizarre. That sounds that, f- that, that sounds fun.
1: very fun. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm a barrel on all river surfing things.
0: It would be rad to get a barrel in the river.
1: I know. That'd I mean, be, I've seen it before.
0: I've seen Tom Curran do it. Yeah. Yeah. It would be very barrel. Yeah. Uh, all right. Barrel or not. Nah, number two, quitting surfing.
1: Um, this is a good one. This is, is a it? hard one.
0: This came from a listener.
1: Yeah. I'm going to say it's barrel for you. It's not nah for me. That's what I'm going to say. Barrel for all the listeners. It's, it's good to quit surfing.
0: Everybody should quit.
1: Everyone should quit surfing. I, I think agree. it's really important for the surfer to be honest. Uh, so I'm just going to say, yes, it's totally barrel to quit surfing. Cause I think it's important that surfers should encourage, other people to quit surfing and also, of course, encourage people to never start surfing.
0: Absolutely. I think
1: we it would all do us a world of good just to say, yeah, there comes a point in time when it's definitely 100% time to hang it up. Full barrel in. I'm on board. 100% quit surfing.
0: Yep. All right. Barrel or not number three, wearing a hat while surfing.
1: I'm going to say nah on this one. Um, I've never seen anyone... Do it stylishly. Uh, I think Malloy Keith. I feel wore a trucker hat one time that I saw, and he looked fine. But that's Keith Keith Malloy. Yeah. Um, I think it's nah. I think that it just it's yeah.
0: It's a definite nah, dude. For yeah. Me. Like the problem that I have is getting listener feedback or or lashback. I should say, like when we said wearing a rash guard is a kooker current move. People are like, what about skin cancer? I don't want yeah. to die. Yeah. I'm like,
1: yeah, who cares about skin cancer, Don't dude? surf, then. Yeah. yeah, stay in Or sled.
0: Or realistically, wear sunblock. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, Yes, I understand that a hat will block you from the sun, but so will
1: sunblock. Yeah, right. totally. Well, and and some things are worth getting cancer for. Yeah, surfing is one of them. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So, geez, guys, quit being a bunch of wusses. Yeah,
1: just go get cancer.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, barrel or not, final. Barrel or not, flipping off the camera.
1: Oh, flipping off is, is awful because there's footage or pictures of me online flipping off the camera it's awful and I hate I was I was that was the direction that the uh, director gave me <laughs> no way yeah of course okay flip off the camera and yell um, and I did it and I wish that I never did and so it's a complete nah but I think is, is there any photographic evidence of you flipping off the camera ever no yeah you're a smart man
0: I'm not inclined to do it no. first of all I don't have that much animosity really ever to like want to even flip anybody yeah. off. I try to live like a pretty mild mannered lifestyle but then I definitely wouldn't pose for it.
1: The, the fact that I'm going to change my opinion right on the fly here. The fact that there is a picture of me flipping off the camera, I'm going to say it's total barrel. And I'm just going to commit. I'm going to commit like throwing shotguns.
0: You're taking the Donald Trump approach exactly. of never apologizing. Exactly.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's super cool. I, right. like, I like when people do it. I like when I do it. I'm going to start doing it more. I'm going to find that image and use it to advertise this show I'll, on Instagram. I'll send it to you. Don't worry. Okay, perfect. Yeah, um, it's real easy. It's a real easy find. It's so shitty. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. That's not shitty. It's cool. Right. Nice. Yeah. Nice recovery there. Yeah, I'll edit
0: that out for thanks. you. <laughs> uh, well, Chaz, uh, it's another episode of the Grit in the Can. I would argue this is maybe our most earnest and least funny episode of yeah, the Grit. Yeah, it's not. Ever. It's not
1: funny. It's not. It was serious. We had serious conversations.
0: And our last episode was kind of existential.
1: yep It was earnest as Which well. had value. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We well, need well,
1: our next next episode. We need to drink. Again, we need to go back to the, but we've been sober for far too long. I know it's depressing. I know. Yeah. If we, we should have, I don't know why I didn't bring up some drinks today.
0: I know we could have, um, it's early in the day, but we still could have. Uh, what I think is also funny is like the way that this podcast has evolved where it's like, I will maybe pull pluck topics or themes from beach grit. So the Genesis is beach grit. Then they morph into this second generation where we talk about it on the show. Then it goes into a third generation where then you publish back on Beach it Grit. back on Beach Grit. Yep. And then Derek listened and then wrote a story about his existential crisis yeah. of being an intermediate surfer. It was like a fifth generation evolution.
1: I'll tell you, uh, before this I, like, I just wasn't a consumer of podcasts and I'm still not really but yeah. I totally now un- appreciate the form where it it allows multiple generations. Like when something's written, then it's basically done and people can weigh in, but you know, that's more or less it. But when you talk about something, uh, then it can be written about and then it can be talked about again. And then it can be written about again. And then the, the multiple layers in there can be written about where, yeah, there's the podcast is a, is a, I'm a fan of podcasts.
0: Well, I was curious why you listened to Scott and my's discussion. Was it because somebody clued you into it or just out of curiosity? I
1: I saw somewhere. uh, Yeah. I saw somewhere on Facebook. might've been from Rory Parker. In fact, I think it was, I think, I think Rory Parker said, listen to these two out of touch. Howley's talk about Hawaii or something like that.
0: Now who's the racist?
1: Yeah. He's calling us Howley. Yeah. yeah. Rory called, called you a Howley, Howley, but yeah, but it, but good on Rory. It totally made me click. It was like, perfect. Yeah. He like, said, you know, go to minute 51 or whatever it was to hear two, two, two entitled Howley's. Yeah. Some, was it out of touch? I, I didn't see it. It was some know. it was some adjective Howley's. Um,
0: perfect evidence that there's no such thing as bad press. No. He's talking crap, but you clicked.
1: I, I, not only did I click, I listened. I listened to the entire segment of you guys, and then, I mean, the segment before and the segment after, uh, and then also started thinking about it so and then have
0: a discussion about it here so like it's living it. no on. so okay this i say this all the time and i feel like nobody actually values it or like understands what i'm saying which is as we move forward in media embracing the conversation of the people is the way of the future and so it happens in beach grit comment section always and like i've told you people will click on the article not read the article go down and just read the comments totally and i always say on this show like this conversation isn't just between you and i it's between all of us so listeners chime in and engage because not just to get quote unquote engagement from like a social ranking kind of standpoint but it then feeds into our next show. And like these shows are crafted by listener feedback.
1: And I'll tell you, like I get like a good handful of emails, more than a good handful uh, every day, almost from both, you know, beach grit readers and listeners and and uh, listeners of the show. And it's always making me think. And, and yeah, i I enjoy, I enjoy I think we all enjoy the surf community, right? Like it's fun to make fun of, and it's all that. But, and you know, everyone should stop surfing. But while we're here, It's a pretty fun place to be, and and yeah. But I
0: think also in previous decades, it was a trickle-down model. It was like Surfer Magazine says what's important, and then you have to abide by that. Now it's not that way anymore. Even us content creators are embracing the feedback and factoring it into our future conversations. That's
1: why I'm a man of the people. Exactly. The people know.
0: A pro surfer and the man of the
1: people. Exactly, both things.
0: Dude, you're like a double threat triple threat you're a podcaster
1: and Keith. a podcaster man fantastic
0: alright well thanks again to Album Surf uh, BeachGrit.com of course is where you see all of Chaz's work SurfSplendorPodcast.com will have everything that we discussed in this episode videos the novelty videos of Ben Gravy, Chaz flipping off the camera
1: it's gonna be exciting that one that's all the be- that that'll be the stuff. best picture on there
0: definitely and uh, I guess geez until two weeks from now when we reconvene get barrel
1: and fuck you